Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for Educators. I am so excited to introduce today's guest to you, Naomi Meredith. Naomi is a former classroom teacher turned current K-5 STEM teacher and coach in Colorado. Her role not only includes teaching over 500 students in her school, but also leading professional development and co-teaching with teachers to help them integrate STEM and technology. She also manages the school-wide tech tools to help them run efficiently. She loves inspiring her students further by hosting after-school clubs and collaborating on district-wide STEM events. With over a decade of experience, along with a Master's of Education in STEM Leadership and STEM Certificate, she helps teachers in her school and worldwide to navigate the best practices, strategies, and tools out there. Naomi is a student in my online course, The Podcasting for Educators Prep School, and she launched her podcast, The Elementary STEM Coach, this past July. So she's here to tell us all about how things are going for her so far. One of my favorite parts about Naomi's story was the insane response that she got from her audience when she announced that she was starting a podcast. It became very clear very quickly that this was a really needed resource in the STEM community. Naomi shares how she's kept the momentum going with her show, how she incorporates her YouTube channel into her podcast, her experience with hiring a podcast manager, balancing podcasting with being in the classroom, and more. It was my very first time chatting with Naomi face-to-face, and honestly, it felt like talking to a friend that I've known for years. So I know you're going to love her too. Let's go ahead and get started. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business, but how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Hello, Naomi. How are you? Welcome to the podcast, and thank you for being here, especially after a long day at school. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited that you asked me to be on your podcast. I was like, no way. Like, I get to actually talk to you. I've listened to your podcast. I binged it when I found it. And so I'm actually talking to you in person, which is so surreal to me. gosh, I love you. I feel the same way about you. You are in the prep school. We talk on Instagram and it's just so fun to be able to actually connect virtually and like see your face and talk in real time. I always love to know, do you remember how you first found my podcast? I do know. Um, You were on the School of Sellers podcast and I also binge hers. And then I really liked the sound of your voice. And I knew that I wanted to do a podcast again. And so I went to your podcast and binged it. And when you open up your course, I'm like, yep, I have to buy this. Like she knows what she's talking about. So yeah, you're you're amazing. You're a smart lady. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're making me blush over here. And I'm sure every podcaster says this, but I hate listening to myself. So hearing you say that is like the nicest thing you could say. So thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into it. I'm super excited because you launched your podcast in July, right? Like Mm -hmm. mid-July. And at the time of recording right now, it is towards the end of August. So you're in it a little over a month now. So I'm so excited to like talk about how things are going. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about why you decided to start a podcast in the first place? 
Yes. So it's a whole thing. Like there's so many components to me getting started with my podcast. So this is actually my second podcast. So I co-hosted one back in 2020 with another former teacher. So I'm still a teacher, but at the time he was a teacher. So we co-hosted a podcast together that was all about innovation in education. And it was so much fun. And we actually connected on Instagram. So I had never met him in real life, which is pretty funny too. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was pretty amazing. We talked to a lot of awesome people in education. Education and in STEM. Um, So that was a really cool connection. So we did that for about a year for 2020. And then when the 2021 school year started, we were both really busy with teaching. And so it kind of fizzled out. And he's no longer teaching anymore. So it was a good run for a year. I really enjoyed it. But that school year was crazy too. So I feel like my long form content really suffered during that time. I've always been active on YouTube and on Instagram. And I have a blog and a website, but I just wasn't posting anything. And so it was towards the end of the school year, 2021 school year. And I found your podcast. I'm like, okay, this I need to, I need to do another podcast. Like this I am missing sign. this. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I found Sarah. I need to do this. Like everything you say is so clear and like it was a good refresh for me. And I realized there's hardly any competition for a STEM podcast in elementary. There's three others and the other one is mine. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is what I love. I love this about your story so much. Mm-hmm. And I like you have in your course too, you say go research and see what's already out there. There hardly was anything out there. So it's like when you think of coffee shops, there's only Dunkin' Starbucks and maybe Dutch Bros and that's it. Like yeah. That's how it is for my podcast. That's so awesome. That's why I get sassy when people say like, oh, there's already like podcasts out there. And I'm like, please, I want you to go to Apple Podcasts and actually like count how many active podcasts there are because it's not as many as you think. And I just think that's so cool in your case. And I remember you coming to the group, I think it was in the Facebook group saying when you first announced that you were doing this podcast and you got so much good feedback. I did. I've had an audience before. So really like this podcast has been the missing link. And I even put a survey out to my Instagram audience and I asked you go to podcast for research and none of them said yes, but it makes sense because there's only a couple other options. So why would that be their go-to source? Most people actually said Instagram was their way of research, which cool, (laughs) (laughs) but that's like quick, like quick little tidbits, like tips and tricks. Like you can't really dive in on Instagram. So I knew I needed to fill in that hole for STEM teachers and STEM teachers like podcasts. They even say, yeah, I listen to podcasts. I just don't go there for research. So yeah, why not go there? Cause there's none that exists. Yeah. There's (laughs) nothing that exists. So I'm like, okay, this is a hole that I need to fill. And so even since my launch, like I get the nicest comments in my DMs. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are listening to me. I can't believe that. That's so weird. I don't know if you feel that way about Oh, you. I totally feel that way. I feel yeah. that way 100%. And I still am like, I get giddy every time somebody reaches out and says like, oh, I, I've been listening because you might not hear anything like, and somebody might be listening to every single episode and then they finally reach out to you and they're like, I've binged every episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, this that is was the best me. feeling ever. I was that creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I that love it. Me. Please, creep. <laughs> yeah, it's been really I, – I knew it was needed 
this pod because teachers are busy. Yeah. Where all teachers are busy no matter what you teach. And a podcast is just so perfect to deliver that information when people are on the go and that they can count on you every week and you're there with them and they get to know you. It's just so it's so it's actually a lot of fun. And I know all the other guests say that it's so much fun to podcast. Isn't it? It's so much fun. And there's like different levels of fun that come with it. Like it's fun to sit down and record. I think you have it. Oh, no, you did. You did do your first guest interview for yours. So now you know how fun guest interviews are, right? Well, I did guess on my other one, but I haven't done it for this one. You haven't done it for this one yet. Okay. It's coming soon. (laughs) It's coming soon. You said you're prepping for it. I think that's what you said you that that was like one of the things you wanted to do. Well, as you can see now, it's so fun. You're going to love it. And then when your episode actually goes live and it airs, that's like another level of excitement. Oh, yeah. And I love it too. It's different than Instagram because you're like people engage on Instagram. They like things, but it's just has a 24-hour shelf life of that. And so with podcasts, you people can uh, people actually go back and listen to them. Like people like to do that. So yes. all your content is always there, especially how you have your show notes on your blog, which you suggest. And I love the way you explain show notes and how to get that organized. And so more people are going to my website and it's like a yes. whole funnel in itself where Instagram doesn't always do that. Like it's just more of finding me and maybe they find out I do a podcast, but it's just a whole other level to your teacher business. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think a big piece that podcasting has that Instagram doesn't is like that having that episode description for your episodes with clickable links that can lead people straight to your website, like in the moment, that's definitely a piece that's missing from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that you're seeing all of that. And I have to brag on you because <laughs> you guys, Naomi's had her podcast for one month and she's already hit the 2K download mark. Like that is crazy. That's I didn't even so know. Awesome. I didn't even know. My <laughs> podcast manager, she she voiced me, messaged me. She's like, hey, have you checked your numbers? I'm all no. And she's like, you have 20 or 2000 plus downloads. Like you should do a giveaway. You should celebrate this. This is really exciting for how new your podcast is. It's just like, I don't know, like, you know, you're helping people, but then you, when you see actual numbers, you're like, whoa, I'm helping a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of people listening to me. (laughs) Yeah. And quickly. And like, this also proves, I mean, you have, and obviously because it's what you do, but like, you've got a specific niche that you're speaking to and clearly there was a need there and you're filling that gap. And I just think it's so awesome that you're able to support so many teachers in this way. And I'm sure, I'm sure you also, do you have a mix of both like full-time STEM teachers and then also classroom teachers who are listening, who are incorporating STEM into their, into their classroom? Yeah, that's exactly who my audience is. My primary audience is definitely STEM teachers who are getting started in the elementary space, which is exactly who I was five years ago. I came being a classroom teacher for six years. I was interested in STEM. I was gifted a brand new room with zero curriculum and no support. I just had a lot of excitement for it. (laughs) Now I have a master's degree in STEM. So I'm really, my target audience is, yeah, someone who was me five years ago. I'm here to help you. I didn't have anyone to help me, but I want to be that person for you. And then, yeah, classroom teachers who are interested in STEM or maybe teachers who are in the classroom and maybe that's the path they would like to go on. It's so new with elementary STEM. You hear STEM, it's a buzzword, but really the support and resources out there 
aren't there. No. <laughs> it's really yeah. new. There's a ton of robots, building supplies, but when it comes to actual research, podcast, obviously, um, yeah. people to follow, it's just really limited. So there's definitely a lot of work to be had when it comes to STEM education in the elementary space. Yeah. And I mean, how awesome that people are now able to hear from you who, like you said, have been through what they're going through and and you're able to provide all of that support for them. So I just think it's amazing what you're doing. I'm so glad that you've had so much success with it already. I can't wait to talk to you in like a year from now and see <laughs> see how things are going for you. So tell us a little bit about the actual launch for you. How did things go? What are some things that you've learned along the way so far? So I feel like compared to my other podcast, it was so much fun and I learned a lot. But with this one, the way you lined up how to do a launch within your course made it so easy. <laughs> I loved all of your templates um, that you could share on social media and your email list. Um, so I have a pretty pretty good email list. So I was prepping them for that. Um, I did create a trailer which you mentioned creating a trailer so you can get it pushed out to all the podcasting platforms. So I did that. Okay. I have to tell you this story. I don't know if you know this story. Um, so tell me. This is part of the launch. So I <laughs> bought all the stuff that you suggested. I bought the microphones, the headphones, everything. I got everything. And then I recorded my trailer, which I did it in two takes, which I was wow. so proud of. Impressive. <laughs> That's very impressive. I'm like, this is good. This is good enough. <laughs> yes. So I recorded it. I put it out in all the little platforms. And then um, I went to a conference. So my goal was to get the trailer out. So when I was at the conference, I said, hey, everyone, I have a podcast coming out. And yeah. so I was telling people about it there. So it was really motivating. Like, I actually have to record episodes now. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, smart. But when I was there, I put my name in for a giveaway. And I didn't know what the giveaway was. And I won a podcasting microphone. Yes. OK. I remember this. And it's like the coolest looking microphone yeah, I've ever seen. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm not going to move it because it might mess up the sound. But it's called a bumblebee. Yeah. And I love it. And I so I returned everything else that I bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been – I like think this is meant to be. I'm meant to have a podcast. <laughs> Seriously, what a sign. You'll have mm -hmm. to send me a picture of it. Actually, I might I think I had asked you for a picture a while ago. Maybe I still have it and I'll put it in the show notes for yeah. people because it's it's so cool looking. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I had the trailer, so I did that and then um came back from the conference and recorded the three episodes to have that ready to go for my launch. And originally I was planning one episode a week, but as I was recording, everything was coming out a lot shorter. And I like how on your podcast, you have two short ones a week, unless it's a guest interview. So yeah. I tried that because there's so many things for back to school when it comes to STEM education. And I have so many ideas. I'm not lacking for ideas. That's yeah. part of the, the issue too. So then I recorded the other podcast, like other short ones afterwards and just kept pumping it up on Instagram and sharing with my email list. Um, and people were at a giveaway for that. And people wrote the nicest things for my um, reviews on Apple Podcasts. So just really hyping it up and getting my current audience excited about it. And just those loyal followers was just, it was like the podcast was the missing piece in my business. Like it's just yes. like filled this whole, like everything's rounded now. Everything <laughs> makes sense. So it's just been really neat just adding that in and... And it's been going from there since the launch. 
That's so awesome. And that's a smart thing to do, especially like in the beginning when you first launch, if you have the bandwidth for it and you're able to, to do more than one episode a week, because it really does like help keep that momentum up in the beginning. And then you can always go to one episode a week and, and switch it up however you want. But that's a smart way to get started for sure to hook people in. All right, podcasters, you know how many details come with producing just a single episode and using the right tools is the key to creating high quality episodes in the most efficient way possible. One of my absolute favorite tools I use is Zencaster. I have tried so many different platforms for recording my guest interviews, and Zencaster is the one I've stuck with for so many reasons. It always gives me the highest quality audio because... There is nothing worse than recording an episode that you can't use because of bad quality. It's so easy for you and your guests, even the not-so-tech-savvy ones. All they have to do is click a link, and we start recording. Boom. Done. Plus, the video is crystal clear, so you can repurpose your solo and your guest episodes on social media and on YouTube. Oh, and it gives you a transcript of your episodes. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS for 30% off. That's educators, all lowercase letters. The link will also be in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk about, okay, one thing I know I I really wanted to ask you is that you do have a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and that is something that people are asking a lot of questions about lately is like, okay, should I start a YouTube channel? If I have a podcast, should I combine the two? Like, how do I get these two platforms to work together? So tell us how long you've had your YouTube channel and if you are like combining it with your podcast content in any way. Yeah. So I feel like all this, I'm like, oh, this happened, this happened. So I started (laughs) YouTube originally just to share videos I did on Facebook Live during 2020 and I have videos for my students. But just video is also becoming really... So video and podcast, I feel like two huge things people need to be doing anyway. And again, just like podcasts, not very many teacherpreneurs are creating videos on YouTube. (laughs) Um, So randomly in 2020, I had a video go viral and then I got all these followers, which was nuts. But it's really cool. So my podcast manager can't believe I do this, but I actually record my videos simultaneously with my podcast. Uh huh. So I actually have to wear makeup when I'm recording and look good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which a benefit to podcasting, you don't have to look good on camera. So I actually simultaneously record my video using Zencaster, which I will use for guest interviews later. And I love how it... um, downloads to my Google Drive later on. So I don't have to download and upload all my video is there. So I have used pieces of it here and there on Instagram. Um, I do post the full videos on my YouTube just so if people 
prefer watching the full episode, but I could always go back and cut pieces and make smaller clips as well that are more relevant. So I will say my videos are a few weeks behind than my actual podcast episodes since I'm the editor right now. Uh Um, But I think it's a really great way since I have those followers over there on YouTube. Um, I can put the videos up there. And then I also embed the video on the show notes as well. If people find the blog post first, the show notes blog post first, then they maybe watch the video. So I feel like it's all connected that way. And people can see my face. Um, That's one thing. (laughs) You can see my face right now, but I'm very expressive with my face. So people might connect with me more with the way that I talk than my voice. (laughs) The hands, the expressions, I'm the same way. Yeah. So it's been really good. Um, Just like practicing being on video. I'm very comfortable with that, but it's just um, just another way to connect with your audience. Since YouTube is such a big search engine, you might as well be on YouTube also um, and really focus on those keywords. So just being in those different platforms is just another way to reach your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you're doing that. And yes, you have to get dressed and put on makeup. I totally feel the struggle there. But (laughs) it's worth it because you're getting two really great pieces of content in one sitting. I have a client who is – she just recently started her podcast. She does the same thing as you. Mm. She records on Zencaster with video, and she hasn't yet started putting it on YouTube, but she has all those videos to save for when she's ready. And I think you bring up a good point. Like it's okay that you, if you put your video up later than your Mm -hmm. actual podcast episode goes up, but at least you have that content. Look, I, (laughs) for anybody who's been listening, you've probably heard me talk about (laughs) video podcasting and I've like pushed back on it because (laughs) I love a good messy bun and pajamas (laughs) to record. But I'm adapting like everybody else. And I'm actually I, – I would love to get to that point where I'm also putting my things on YouTube. And I have to say, sometimes I'll like get fully dressed. I, I mean, I'm dressed right now actually. Yeah, you look cute. pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> so do you. Thanks. <laughs> um, and you feel like it makes you feel a little bit better. It makes mm-hmm. you feel more energized. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to get out of your lounge clothes. <laughs> it's not the worst, but a little bit. But it's not the best. It's not the best. No, it's good. Um, One thing I do like too about the video, um, since I'm editing them right now, is I do add picture examples of what I'm talking about. So that is a really big benefit too, especially with teachers. We're so visual and we want to see what it looks like. So I can pull in videos and even I will overlay um, videos I took on Instagram and I will put that on top as well. So I'm repurposing all those things I put on social media anyway. And it's just in that more visual platform. So I don't just record, here you go. Like I try to add more visual elements too. So it's a little more engaging for my audience. Yeah, that's awesome. What do you use to edit your videos? I use iMovie for the editing. And then Canva has little video templates. Uh So I'll create like little slides with videos that are moving. And then I'll download those and overlay them on top of my my iMovie. Oh my gosh, that sounds very cool, but very complicated. It is. <laughs> is it, it time is. consuming? It. I'm really fast at editing only because I do our school-wide news. Um, yeah. So we do daily news at my school that's pre-recorded five days out. So hence <laughs> I, I, I like I saw video. bloopers video about that on your Oh Instagram. yeah. Yep. I'm on the news all the time. Love it's it. mainly for kids, but 
So yeah. I'm very comfortable with video and I got, I'm really, really fast at editing, but I'm also feel like my editing with audio is not very fast. So the, you got to pick and choose your talents. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I need to like book a one-on-one session with you so you can teach me how to video edit. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I have <laughs> always said, I don't even want to learn how to video edit, but I kind of do. You'll be so. good at it. It's so similar to audio. You do look yeah. at the audio at the bottom. Okay. So I think okay. you'll be very fast at it. Maybe I need to try it out. I think yeah. it's cool. And I think it's, I mean, it's such a great visual and it's so smart to put it in your show notes because embedding mm-hmm. that YouTube video on your show notes is also just really going to boost your SEO as well. So I think it's awesome. I'm definitely going to, I will link to your show notes in my show notes so that anybody who's listening can go check out an example because Perfect. I just think they look so good. Good, thanks. <laughs> Love me some Canva. Makes me look good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Canva is the best. I, I mean, I, I literally use it every single day, so I, do I don't too. know what I would do without it. Oh, I cheer for it. When I see commercials on TV, I'm like, oh, I love Canva. But when I see the Microsoft Teams commercial, like, I hate them. Like, I am not a fan. I'm like, Canva, yeah, I love – like, replay the commercial. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) I know them. (laughs) I know them. (laughs) I always ask my, like, non-business friends because sometimes they'll want to, like, create little invitations for their kids or anything. I'm like, oh, well, just do it on Canva. And they're like, what are you talking about? What is Canva? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, what? How do you not know what Canva is? I know. It makes – like, it does so much. I know. We need to spread the news. I create my daughter's birthday invitations on there all the time. So that's a good idea. Or not all the time, but once a year. Yeah. For the past All the birthdays. Every month we celebrate her. She's five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So tell us – because now you're back in school. You Mm -hmm. had summer. You started your podcast over the summer. But now you are back on school schedule. So how are things going in terms of being able to manage manage everything. And you can also tell us, I know you've now hired a podcast manager, which is so awesome. I'd love to hear about that as well. But even just in terms of like recording and then of course the video editing and everything, how is that going for you? Well, obviously if anyone can't tell, I'm someone who can't sit still. So I always have something (laughs) going on. (laughs) Um, So it's going. Um, No, it's good. Um, I really am glad that I picked the launch time that I did because I know teachers really needed this podcast for back to school. So yes, it was a lot of work beforehand. Um, So I recorded and edited my first six episodes by myself. And then you had an episode about the podcast manager group and had a link in your show notes. I'm like, I have to check this out. Like, I need to hire someone if I want to be consistent. And I'm not I haven't really hired people before I had a, a VA on our last podcast. So not necessarily a podcast manager. Yeah. She would she wouldn't do any of the editing, but she just uploaded everything for us. But I really wanted someone who's more strategic, who could actually do things on their own without me really telling them what to do. So I it was so crazy. Did you <laughs> get a lot of responses? To, yeah, it was crazy. Well, in a good way. Like people are really okay. excited. I got responses right away, which I didn't know what to expect. And then narrowed it down to a few people. I interviewed a few people and then I hired my girl and I'm obsessed about her. She is so nice. She is so sweet. And then we had a meeting yesterday. I'm like, I hope you still want to work with me because I really like you. (laughs) 
And she said yes. So we're in it for our six-month contract. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so great. I'm so glad that you found a good fit. Oh, she's so sweet. I'm like, oh, she's so nice. And I tell her, I'm like, you you make me look good. Like, you do so much. (laughs) Um, So I highly recommend, um, especially if you're starting out, just I was going on a trip. So it was so beautiful every time. It's You go in your podcast app. It's all done for you. I know. Isn't it amazing? Yes. I, it's so like amazing. the best feeling. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. So that really saves a lot of time too because she's not a teacher. So I record when I can after school and they are short episodes. So they're 15, 20 minutes. So I can get one or two done in a day. So I try to batch when I can, but being a busy teacher, you just have to find the time. So that's really helpful. Um, And then she like does everything else, which really, really, really helps. I totally recommend if you're on the fence, you need to get started sooner than later because it will open up your capacity to be more creative. Yes, I it totally it gives you that mental space. And what often happens is you're really excited in the planning stages of your podcast, you're super excited when you actually launch, but then you realize that you have to keep up with it. And it's a lot. And if you're able to hire somebody, it definitely, it, I mean, it it gives you back so much time because literally you can record, pass it off to them. And then it magically shows up on the podcasting app on the day their episode airs, which is amazing. And if you are interested in hiring, the the link that Naomi is talking about is hireapodcastmanager.com. It's super easy. If you've ever heard Lauren Wrighton, she's done a few episodes on the podcast. She teaches podcast managers how to be podcast managers. And I help support that group. So I'm always the one that sees the job ops go through. And so I posted yours and I <laughs> I commented. I was like, Naomi's awesome, guys. Aww. Good luck. So Aww. I'm not surprised that you got it. That's what my girl said. And I really liked her. She what really made her stand out for me um, and made her a good fit for me and my podcast is she has a little bit of ex- experience with education herself. But also she went and listened to my first episodes and she gave me some really good feedback which I thought was super meaningful that what she has had said, what she said totally made sense and that she seemed like she really cared about it and was interested in the long haul for growing with me. So for me, she was just a really great fit and she's just so, so kind. And um, I'm always willing to listen to her feedback. Like, what would you like me to do? How can I be better to make your job helpful? So it's been a really great partnership. And I'm just so grateful for her. And she holds me accountable too. It just helps me stay on top of things to make sure that my episodes come out on time. And then she sends them back and I can listen to them beforehand. So it's been helping me become a better podcaster right from the beginning. Yes, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys are a really good fit. And is it is it hard for you to like give up any of that control? No. no. I was so surprised because <laughs> I've had, always had a hard time hiring out things or just like I always feel like it's more to do. Like, oh, I have to show them this and this. I didn't have to yes. show her anything. Yes. That's so, the beauty of somebody who's like a true podcast manager is they are going to come in and they're going to take over. They're going to take control and mm-hmm. they're going to give you suggestions and they don't need direction on how to do each of these things. So oh no, it was, it's been so great. I just like, it just makes me more excited about the podcast and, and I'm really excited about it. I mean, I have teachers tell me it's, it's just very motivating. Like it's just been really fun even after the, the launch and just 
um, hearing people like it and having her and she has great feedback and talking with you. So it's just been a really fun and exciting journey. And there is so much in podcasting. I just love it. (laughs) Yes, I know. There's, I mean, it's only going to continue growing. And I just, I always get so excited to think about where we're going to be in a few months or a year from now in terms of podcasting. So excited to follow along on your journey with you. So what are, do you have any other, I know you, that you, obviously we just talked about that you hired a podcast manager, but do you have any other like plans moving forward with your show or any kind of goals that you have for yourself? Um, so the biggest two things with my podcast is I really just, um, it's a big marketing tool for me. So just continuing to weave in my products and increase my sales, which it has also like that too has been incredible. Like there's been specific products and bundles I have talked about and that day it has sold when that episode comes out and I know they're connected. (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. That is Mm -hmm. so awesome. I love when I hear that people are seeing those results. Oh, I like, it's just nuts. So it really does help with your marketing. So just really growing in my marketing, um, in those soft sales within the podcast, and then also having more guests. I've been doing solo right now, which is totally fine. So when, if you're thinking about how can I do this when I'm a busy teacher, do I have to have guests? You don't. My whole style and even in my trailer, it said a sprinkle of guests anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. So that helps too with the time, um, especially with back to school or whenever you're thinking about launching and then keeping your episodes short helps too. So yeah, having more guests I would love to do and maybe possibly creating ad partnerships with some affiliates that I have. Um, I have some partnerships already. So I kind of reached out some feelers to the ones I already know. So maybe continuing those and seeing how I can monetize more. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great goals. I actually just, I had a call with somebody who specializes in monetizing through sponsors for your podcast, and he's going to do a training in the prep school group for us. So he said he'd get it to me by September. So I'm super excited because he's, he's really awesome at what he does. So I'm excited for that. Sponsors and affiliates. I think that's awesome. And I just, again, love that you're already seeing that ROI. What? Tell us, what do you focus on selling in your episodes? It depends on the episode. So I would say mainly right now with Back to School, it is specific resources that STEM teachers can use in their classroom, whether it's a bundle of resources or even certain protocols for their STEM classroom. I also have a course that I'll mention in some of them, my STEM Teacher 101 course, that it's an evergreen course teachers can sign up anytime, and then mixing in my membership. So I kind of mix it up. That's one thing I feel like I'm always talking about something, but it's always different every episode. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I always am talking about something and that's always linked. So there's always some sort of sale, soft sale in there. So it's one of those big three things for me. Yeah, that's perfect. And especially that you have those like consistent things that you are constantly talking about. And I I think as long as like, I think it's good to try and focus on like one soft sale or one resource or or your course like per episode to kind Mm -hmm. of keep people focused and not get distracted with like a ton of different CTAs. So that is awesome. And I wanted to mention and 
we've already said this, that you you launched during the summertime. And like you said, that is a really great time for teachers to launch their show. Mm-hmm. July, June, July, I think would be like the best months. And then um, the other really popular time and, and time that has worked really well would be January because oh, those are just times of the years that teachers are kind of like, okay, I've had a little break and I'm ready to jump in and to learn. So if you are listening and and thinking about starting, I would aim for either the new year or summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And pe- yeah, that make, totally makes sense. And even I guess for a podcast refresh, just mm-hmm. thinking about, oh, it's the new year, you could always like have, oh, I want to try this out in January yes. and have some new little things coming out for the new year. So that's good to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a podcast episode all about uh, January refresh that I put out oh. last year. So can you go here, back and re-listen? Yeah, because I did. I'm somebody who like constantly has to change things up. So like, I mean, I haven't even had my podcast for a year and I've already changed my cover art, my intro, my outro. I just like, I don't know. It like makes me feel re-energized. So Wait, you haven't even had it for a year yet? No. Really? It'll, October. October 6th because I launched on my birthday. So oh. October 6th will be a year. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Crazy? I feel like you've had it longer. That's I know. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing podcast management for longer than that, but I didn't start my podcast until October. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Like, yeah, you're so good at it. Like, if you guys are on the fence, let me tell you, don't be because Sarah knows what she's talking about. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you are seeing so much success and most importantly, that you're having fun doing it because I think it is just such a fun piece that you can add to your business. Totally. All right, Naomi, I have two questions for you that I ask my guests, and then we can talk about where where people can find you and go check out your stuff. So first is, if you could interview your favorite childhood star just for fun, who would it be? Okay, some people took mine, so I had to think of (laughs) other ones. Um, At first, I wanted it to be the reading rainbow guy, Oh my! but I've met him. What? I have met him. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture with him. I met him at a conference. That's so cool. Yeah. So I, I've talked to him for a second. So maybe him. What's that? What, awesome. I don't know his name. He's the reading rainbow Is it Le- guy. LeVar? LeVar? LeVar Burton? I don't know. Maybe? I could be wrong. Burton. Yeah, that sounds right, guys. I I'm going to Google so. this real quick. <laughs> reading rainbow host. <laughs> LeVar Burton. Okay. There we go. Teamwork. <laughs> I would interview him. And what's funny, you guys, this is so funny. It's all come full circle. I loved the show because I always wanted to like be on video and talk about things. I love it. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> okay. So you need like a theme song. Yeah. Like I Reading Rainbow, but for STEM. Yeah. I need to make, I could make one up. Work on so, that. <laughs> so him for sure. Or Bill Nye the Science Guy. And I know oh, he yeah. has a podcast, so he would probably be really good. To ha- I wonder <laughs> if I could get him, actually. You? Oh, my God. You should totally get him. <gasps> that would be such a good guess. Oh, my you gosh. You have to do it. I you have, have to. to. That'll be my goal yes. for 2023. To Make try him to get a him. video inviting him on your podcast. That's <gasps> what you should do. Okay. You guys so heard cool. it here first. Yeah. Uh, coming soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would oh my gosh, I'd be so excited. He I like I need to get a shirt with it. I just loved his show as a kid so much. Oh, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I like I vividly remember sitting those were like my favorite days in elementary school, sitting and getting to 
watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. Well, it still um, happens. So <laughs> nothing's changed in elementary yeah. school. Oh, good. That's good to know that <laughs> people they still, still watch, watch him. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, have you ever heard of the podcast Who Smarted? No. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I know it's a crazy name, but it's really good. It's like science-based stuff, but he has a it it's a podcast for kids to like oh. listen to in school. And he was on one of my clients' podcasts recently and he was awesome. So he would be another good guest. Okay. I'll I wrote it you. down. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's smarted? Who sounds promising. No, it's, just yeah, it's funny. It's got some good uh, episode topics. So there's another <laughs> guest for you. <laughs> Bill Nye and who's smarted? Who's smarted? <laughs> Bill Nye did. Bill Nye smarted. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. That's so great. Okay. Number two, besides Bill Nye, do you have any other favorite podcasts right now for business or for fun? Yes. Okay. For fun, I love Mr. D's podcast, the social studies podcast. Oh, oh, I think I've seen people post about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just so funny. I listen to him after school and he just puts you in a good mood. That's awesome. So recommend him. Uh And then – I think it was you who posted this, but I think it was around the same time. I really have been enjoying for business Virginia Kerr's podcast. Yes, she I is awesome. Love her tips for video and just yes. her like she's so direct. She's super direct, but I really like her style of the way she talks. Oh, me too. Um, she's great. I love her podcast. Me too. And I mean, I love if I'm going to a podcast to learn something, that's what I want. I want you to be direct and I want mm-hmm. you to tell me what I came here for. And she is very good at that. Yeah. I, what is her show is just called? I think it's the Virginia Kerr podcast. Yeah. I think, I think this is, is Virginia Kerr. This is Virginia Kerr. Yeah. And her Instagram is great to follow too. Yeah. She's got so many great video tips. So good one. Yeah, those are my top two. Besides yours, I do listen to yours. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I got yours good. I listened to the week and now I'll move on to Virginia's and then the afternoons I'll spend time with Mr. D. (laughs) There you go. I'm glad to hear that you spend your day listening to podcasts just like I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Tell us where we can find you online. So you can find me at my website, NaomiMeredith.com. And then I'm mostly on Instagram at NaomiMeredith underscore. And then you can check out my YouTube. Just search up Naomi Meredith. So literally, if you Google my name, Naomi (laughs) Meredith, you will find me on all the platforms. But those are my top three that I spend the most time in. Perfect. Oh, and my podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have a podcast, guys. (laughs) Um, My podcast is The Elementary STEM Coach. Yes. Perfect. And we'll link to all of those in the show notes. Are your uh, your course that you have, is that on your website as well? Yeah, it is. It's okay. um, STEM Teacher 101. And then my membership, they're all linked at the top, is okay. the Ultimate STEM Resource Library. Awesome. Well, this has seriously been so much fun. I need to uh, – we were talking before we got on here. We need to plan like an in-person yes. uh, trip because I just want to hang out with you in person. Totally. So thank you so much. Get us and then Bill and I will get him yeah. going. Yeah. We'll zoom him in. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. I Look, I'm holding you – I'm holding you accountable. I'm going to do some check-ins yeah. in a couple of weeks to see if you've reached out to Bill. Maybe like the 50th episode. Yes. Like yes. 
he could, because I'm a teacher too. So maybe yeah. he would just feel a little bad for me that I'm yeah, a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. You definitely need to play that card when you reach out to him mm-hmm. for like, sure. I'm a poor teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you please help me out? I have a podcast. Yes. My students would be impressed by me. Yes. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I love that idea. All right. You too. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.